Hey friends, it's Cody Monkman here, and I am so glad that you are listening to the Monday Recap Podcast. Hey, this is a podcast where we don't preach. Our conversations open up more dialogue on Sunday's sermon, tackle current and local faith topics, and upcoming activities at First Christian Church in Clinton, Illinois. You can find this podcast on our website at www.clintonfcc.com or a link to each podcast on our church Facebook page. And again, hey, we are so glad that you are listening to the Monday Recap Podcast. And now, for your Monday Recap. Well, hey, friends. Good morning. It's Monday morning. It's late Monday morning. Yes. I'm feeling really good. I've got a couple of uh, cups of Joe in my system. That's awesome. So I'm feeling good, too. Are you? The sun's shining. Yeah. That's a nice thing. It's a little chilly. It's going to get back in the 50s, though. Yeah. What a winter it has been. Yes, it, yes. Hardly any snow. I know. I know. Snow. I'm loving which, it. Which I'm all for that because I don't have a snow shovel. Dude, you're an <laughs> adult just, now. Seriously, I know. You're a husband. You're a homeowner. Get a snow. Can yep. someone get Cody a snow shovel? <laughs> a snow if you're shovel. out there and you've got like an old nappy snow shovel that you never use, <laughs> will you donate it to Cody and Emily Monkman, please? No, no joke. I've used a broom before. Wow. Yeah. And then, wow. and then when it's too heavy, I just you know forget. Just forget it. it. Just, just forget drive it. over. I'm gonna make it, drive over it. Drive over the snow, right? And Get the it, ruts and make a nice sheet of ice. Yeah. Have yeah. you thought about the whole thing that you know I'm an adult now, so maybe I need to do <laughs> hey, a little better? You know, I'm so busy arena. in my ministry. I don't is that what time, it is? I don't have time to go to Ace Hardware and get okay. a shovel. Well, I bet they have one for you. Okay, I bet look them up. Go, I'll call my uncle up. Okay. All right. Hey. Yes. Enough with the snow shovel. Okay. Let's talk about hope and Jesus. Core values continue. This was kind of the middle sermon. We did the sermon to launch it on mission, that we exist to love God, build the church, reach the world. And then we started preaching through our 10 core values. This was core value number five, sermon number six of 11. And uh, I always love to talk about hope. Always love to talk about how there is hope for anyone and everyone in, uh, in Jesus. Hey, this is a 10-week, 11-week series. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know about you, but whenever um, I'm listening to a sermon series and it's like 30 sermons long or 30 lessons long, I get kind of uh, stagnant towards the middle here. We're in the middle. Um, how, Smack that. How, you know, I attend FCC how can I not get bored with this whole core values thing? What does this core values thing even do? What am I going to be doing well with all of these messages that I'm hearing from you? Well, and I think the thing about it is hopefully you're going to understand what's important. You know, in the, in the world of the church, there, there's so many different things happening, so many different programs unfolding. And what I am hoping this sermon series will do is that whether you've been here your whole life or you're brand new or somewhere in the middle, this will really help you begin to understand what's most important. What, what, what are the first among equals? So that's why we had a message on God's word. You know, we began with that strategically. You know, we are a people of the book. That's why we talked about worship and how worship's more than just 8.15 or 10.45 on Sunday morning. And even more important than that, that it's not about Jesus. We talked about prayer. You know, prayer is crucial. A lot of people that are active in churches struggle with prayer because I don't think they really grab a hold of what prayer is really all about. Um, we, we equate prayer with prayer request. 
we um, we say to people all the time, hey, I'll pray for you. And I think a lot of times we don't end up following through with it. That's just kind of Christian speak. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to say is that, yes, we should pray for, you know, Aunt Bessie who has a, a sore thumb. We should pray for that. But more than that, pray that our heart will change. Pray that the bitterness that I'm holding on to, I'll let go of. Pray for that area of your life where you're missing the mark. And then last week we talked about growth and we did something that is really difficult to do. We asked people to take a survey, you know, I think 50 some questions. And Cody, we got over 400 of them back and they're still coming in. That's really good. Really encouraged by that. Really, really encouraged. And then we kind of transitioned into this whole idea of reaching the world and the next couple messages are going to fall under that whole umbrella of reaching the world. And we started with hope. There really is hope for anyone and everyone in Jesus. And these are things that uh, the elders have decided that um, they really would like to see the body of Christ here. Absolutely. Um, really grab a hold on to and understand you need to value this. It's possible to live your <clears throat> life as a Christian and rub elbows all the time with people who are not Christians and never communicate to them either directly or indirectly that you believe there's hope for them. We're so afraid and I, I blame kind of our culture. Cody, I blame our media to a certain extent. I blame a lot of the famous people in our world today to a certain extent, but this idea that faith has to be private. You can believe anything you want to, but you cannot bring that up to somebody else. And number one, I think that's crazy. And number two, that's certainly not what we see in the Bible. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. So you you're... were a little nervous when I talked about the media there. You didn't know where I was going. I'm reading you your face. I could, I could tell. tell. Well, I was trying to actually yeah. decide, yeah. and I'll go ahead and, yeah. I'll yeah, go ahead and say fine. fake news. Yeah, yeah no. I, and that, I'm not fake talking news. Donald Trump. I'm not talking anything. But I just think you look at That's a lot hilarious. of the you look at a lot of the stories that are out there, and anytime there's kind of a faith story, it seems like in a lot of ways it's presented in a, in a negative context. It's presented in you know only the really weird people talk about their faith. Only the really weird people want to make that something for all to see. And the problem is you read the Bible and some of the passages that we looked at last week and that we're going to look at this next Sunday, you know, Jesus, the Apostle Paul, Peter, James, they're all about live your faith and, and don't be ashamed of it. Be bold in your faith, you know? Yeah. Um, on this topic of hope for everyone, mm-hmm. What have you seen in your time in ministry? You've been in ministry 25 years? Yep, yep, okay. yep. Um, in your 25 years of ministry, where have you seen the church, Christians, Yeah. you know, obviously say, yeah, there's hope in Jesus for everyone, but then in the everyday practice, they say and do things that totally contradict, contradict that. Yeah. What are some things that you have seen? Well... I think the church is better today, and by the church, I'm not just talking the church in Clinton, but I'm talking the church in general. I think in some ways we're better than we've ever been, and in some ways we're holding on to really negative characteristics and negative traits. I think when I started in ministry, really part-time ministry, way back in you know 1989, so that would be um, you know coming up on 28 years. I think for a, a lot of people, church was worship services. Church was Sunday school. Church was Wednesday night prayer gathering. And so the idea of I'm going to communicate there's hope for anyone and everyone in Jesus, you can come to church with me if you want to. 
You can come to this thing called a prayer meeting if you want to. But the idea of trying to get people to come in in a way that they're not threatened and they can have kind of a, a safe first experience, at least from where I was coming from, I didn't see a lot of that. Now, Cody, we have things like mom and tots. We have things like mom's coffee hour. We have the if gatherings. We have reload for men. Um, you know, we have guys that get together and they run. We have guys that get together, ride their bikes. I mean, I think there are so many different ways where you, you have a friend, a neighbor, a family member um, that's not a Christian. They're not a part of a church. Hey, come grab some coffee with me. Hey, come to this, you know, 6 a.m. gathering. I think it's a lot less threatening. And so that's good. But I think when you get right down to it, people still really struggle to share their faith. They resist the call to share their faith because they don't want to be that weirdo. They don't want to be yeah. that Jesus freak. And if I share with you, you know, I don't ever want to miss church because here's what I get out of this, right? Um, I want you to know that um, I wake up every morning just feeling really secure with not just my life on earth, but my, my life in all of eternity because of Jesus. They're afraid that people are going to look at them like, wow, you're way out there, you know? Um, you also mentioned how our lives should reflect the joy and love well, of Jesus. Did, um, what yeah. are some things that you have seen just in your time where it's like, man, well, this, you're, we're really missing the mark when it comes to being that tangible Jesus to people? I've probably seen this play out a dozen times in, in my adult life. But last year, um, I wasn't at FCC. I was visiting some other churches, and I stopped by a, a restaurant uh, to grab a quick bite. I was by myself and there were people and they had their Sunday best on. You could tell they'd just come from church. And, um, and this wasn't even really like a fancy place. And um, waitress made a mistake. Waitress spilled something. And the reaction of the people was like off the charts negative. And I mean, I think there was even cursing, but there was no doubt about it. They were making this probably teenage girl feel like you know she was the the worst person in the history of the world because she spilled some iced tea on him now no one likes to get iced tea spilt on him but um it's obvious they've been at church you know who puts on a suit on sunday morning mm -hmm. if you're not going to church and i just thought they probably just came from a um from from a church where the sermon was something about how awesome it is that we have the love of god let's go and share it or hey <laughs> yeah. let's go be the salt of the earth and the light of the world and you're letting spilled iced tea really destroy your testimony and i mean i'll be blunt i, I think that's a real challenge for our church i mean so, some of us and, and i put myself in that category i don't always reflect the love and joy of jesus in all circumstances in all situations and we have to you yeah. know we have i to. guess that's that's where uh, being in a sunday school class community group having that accountability mm -hmm. those people to really keep you keep you in check is is huge absolutely so, well absolutely. i can say i got a testimony in the in this arena yeah <clears throat> positive right? or negative uh it's positive it's okay positive. um for those who are listening, they want to know whether or not their senior pastor actually uh, practices this. I want everyone to know that I remember having lunch with you at Flat Top <laughs> in Normal. Oh. And the poor waitress, oh. <laughs> she she spilled hot, fresh coffee yeah. on your nice oh, khakis. Oh, it hurt, buddy. And, it was and painful. This, painful. I'm sitting across this table with... <laughs> Yeah. And hey, you yeah. you didn't say a thing. You just yeah. said mm, it's okay. 
That's okay. Boy, it burnt too. Let me tell you. <laughs> and burnt, and yeah. unfortunately, you know, yeah. it wasn't like on your kneecap or anything like that. Right. You know, it was in like it was an accident. It was areas that really but she hurt. felt bad. You know, she came up to me afterwards. I don't know if you remember this or not. And she said, "The coffee's on us." Or she goes, "But actually, it's on you." <laughs> oh, so, I didn't I don't know, know if you that. Remember that. Yeah, I didn't know sweet that. gal. So but, you saved two bucks. Well, yeah, probably two fifty actually. Right. You know, but but the point is this: um, people are going to make mistakes. You know, and and here's the thing: I don't want to make the case that you've never been a grump. I've never been a grump. But I think if you live your life in such a way that you're always that negative Nelly, you're always that, you know, Debbie Downer. That's not infectious. No no one yeah. wants to, to hang out with someone yeah. like that. And I just think as Christians, we need to be at our best, yeah. you know? So we are in a culture that is continuing to be more hostile towards Christianity. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned how the millennial generation, my generation, they're saying deuces, see you later, church. Yeah, they really are. Um, so... When it comes to lifelong Christians, people yep. who are in the church today as well, yeah. um, how, what can we do to stop this bleeding? Well, I think we have to invest is, is what I think that it is. I think for a lot of people, the reason they're walking away from the church, you hit it on the head earlier, they're not plugged in or the church has hurt them, or Christians have hurt them. But I think for a lot of people, it doesn't make sense. I, I shared this yesterday, and I guess I'm kind of criticizing myself, but um, I'm a pre-modern. You know, I've always been comfortable with kind of the philosophy, the Bible says it, I believe it, that settles it. I've never wrestled with my faith, and I don't know why. You know, I, I don't, and, and I'm not saying that that's right. That's just how I'm wired. I know a lot of people, especially in the teenage years and the 20s and the 30s, they really do wrestle and they really don't understand. I, I had a really encouraging thing happen. We referenced this book yeah, that yeah, we, yeah. we gave away a year and a half ago by Mark Middleberg, mm -hmm. The Reason Why Faith Makes Sense. Um, great read, by the way. And I had someone come up to me. Uh, I had multiple people come up to me. Let me say that. I gave away every book that I had yesterday. But one person that I know is really struggling. And he said, um, I want to read that book. Will you get me a copy? And I handed him my copy. And, and he said, I'm going to read it. And I had somebody else hit me up at Monocles. We were going there with Barbara Donahue and her mission team. And a member of our church said, hey, I want three. I want to give three of them away. Um, we have to be willing to invest. Mm -hmm. The reason we don't invest a lot of times isn't because we don't care as Christians. It's because we're afraid we're going to get asked a question we can't answer. And you know what? I get asked questions all the time that I can't answer. You know what I say? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. I'll try to find out. Well, let's find but, out together. But I think yeah. we, we think that if we say we don't know, then we're really not a strong Christian. And man, nothing could be further from yeah. the truth. And, and to some questions, there really are no good answers. You know, why does a 49-year-old follower of Jesus get brain cancer? I don't have a good answer for that. I really don't. Um, I, I think there are some things that we can rally around when we consider, you know, this world and all of eternity and the hope that we have in Jesus. But um, I don't have a great answer for that. Why do bad things happen to God's people? I don't know, but they do, yeah. you know. Um, let's uh, talk about Barbara Donahue. Oh, man. One of my heroes of the faith, um, the, the Cope Mission, Cope Ministry to the Pocot people in rural Kenya is radically changing lives in a great way. Um, I always love when Barb is here. 
Um, she's a lady that just had a regular career. I think she was like an accountant, ran an insurance company, was challenged by Paul Boatman to consider going to Kenya, and she did. Sold her business and lives much of the time in Kenya, has changed the lives of countless number of Kenyan children and teens, and just so glad that she was able to be here yesterday with us. What's really cool for me is that <clears throat> Two people that have been connected with our church for a long time, Josh Turney and his dad, Rich Turney, are going with Barb to Kenya. They're leaving March oh, 23rd. Wow. Yeah. And so I'm really excited about that. Now, does Barb and her mission, do they do big mission groups or is it just kind of well, one person here, one yeah, person Yeah, it's really probably not a place. Like if you said, I want to do a high school mission yeah. trip, it, that's probably not feasible necessarily. But I know Leslie Gavush from our church has been there. Um, others have, have made the trip. But um, you know, one of my dreams, I have a lot of dreams, and many of them have not been fulfilled. But I, I want to go to Kenya. I want to see the work. I want to spend time with, with Barb on the field. And um, not going to happen in 2018. But I'm hoping, you know, if you know the Lord blesses, that um, you know it, it could play out. Now, is how many years has Barb been there? I think she's going on 20 years that she's been doing this. I mean, is yeah. she just going to keep on doing well, it? Well, I or? think there's uh, they're they're talking transition plans, okay. you know, because I think she's at that season of life where it needs to be discussed. I don't think they have anything to announce yet, but um, those are some huge shoes to fill. Now, Absolutely. The mission over there, yeah. what all does it entail? Is it like a... a uh, Basically school? an orphanage and orphanage? school okay. and, you know, they're really trying to help the people better themselves. She was selling jewelry made by the Pocot women and um, everything that was bought yesterday, all the money goes to the lady in the village that actually made that necklace or that bracelet. So Barb's doing everything she can. That, that's one of the problems that you see in, in places such as this is that there's just no source of revenue. And I think Barb's tried to help them. They have a bakery. They're trying to do everything they can mm. to help them uh, become more self-sustaining. Cool. You know, we just, we have no idea how blessed we are. We have no idea the the uh, the crazy blessings. Great testimony during the Bible school hour. I don't know if you were still down there or not, but we did a question and answer after Barb made her presentation. And one of our longtime members, Bonnie Carr said, she said, listening to you, I'm ashamed of myself at all the food I throw away, you know? And you think about, it, that's me, you know? You, you, I go to your house for supper and you serve me something and I don't really necessarily care for it. I might eat a bite or two of it. I don't think anything about leaving it on my plate. And you know, a lot of these folks that they have one meal a day and it's not exactly what we would consider a primetime meal, yeah. you know. Hmm. So, next week, what yep. are you preaching on? Next week is um, really part two of this core value number six is invitation, and how we have a role. Every single one of us, if we're a Christian, we have a role to invite others to join us on this journey. And I, I want to close with this. I asked everybody, and I had some weird looks from a couple people, so I don't know if I didn't communicate it clearly or not, but I asked everyone to begin praying for and engaging three different people in their life. Um, the first was to engage someone that doesn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. The second was to engage someone that has seemingly, I don't want to be judgmental here, but seemingly walked away from the church or walked away from the faith. 
someone that at one point was really involved and now not just are they not at FCC they're not anywhere mm. um, you know they're sleeping in on Sunday morning they're just, it's not a part of their life and then the third arena is the one that I think is the most um, potentially intense someone that's just kind of going through the motions they're just kind of stuck in the mud spiritually speaking they're, they're lukewarm so to speak and we're going to challenge this sunday what do we do with these three people in our life how, how do i engage the person that doesn't know jesus how do i engage the person that's walked away how do i engage the person that's seemingly lukewarm kind of stuck in the mud hmm. so that's cool. next week sounds interesting yeah and hey one more plug yes friday the brand new young at heart 10 30 a.m oh, yeah. marcia and johnny I'll wise be there. Um, Roger and Jan Dow, Irish stew. Have you ever had Irish stew? No, I don't think so. I have not, and I'm looking you forward to it. it. Well, typically, true Irish stew is made with lamb. They're, they're going to use Polish sausage, I believe, instead. Oh, okay. So it's going to have a little different taste. But it, I, I hear it's outstanding. And Steve Ingram, do you know Steve? I Richard do. Decatur? I do. South he, he is quite a clown, quite a comedian, and he is going to... Bless us with his comedy. That is awesome. I can't wait, buddy. <laughs> All I right. I can't wait. Well, hey, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.